You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. A new show premieres on National Geographic on May 31st called Breaking Bobby Bones. In each half-hour episode, Bobby pursues his own mantra, fight, grind, repeat, by traveling to far-flung destinations across the country to find people with unique jobs, skills, hobbies, and abilities. He meets everyday heroes who challenge him while also exploring the triumphs and tragedies that make these folks who they are today. Two of those episodes delve into the world of adaptive sports. So today, we are thrilled to talk with Bobby Bones himself, as well as extreme sports athlete Lonnie Bedwell, the focus of one of the episodes. Bobby Bones is an American radio and television personality, best known for hosting the nationally syndicated The Bobby Bones Show, and for his role as a mentor on American Idol. He has also written two New York Times bestsellers. Lonnie Bedwell is a former Navy petty officer, who was critically injured in 1997 during a hunting accident that instantly took his sight. He is considered the first blind athlete to kayak the entire 26 miles of the Colorado River that stretches through the Grand Canyon, and was named the 2015 National Geographic Adventurer of the Year. Hey, Bobby, how are you? Hey, Sean, good to talk to you, bud. Good to talk to you. Thanks for uh, for joining me today. So I, I just want to, I have a number of questions. First is, how did this show come about, and uh, why did you want to be a part of it? Well, it came about because I was at home one night thinking, well, what, what kind of show do I want to do? So I created it. You know, instead of me trying to find a show to be a part of, it was just like, well, let me just create a show that I know I want to be a part of. And, you know, for me, it was about highlighting that we all go through adversity and, you know, we get that decision. Do we let it define us or do we define it? And so I really wanted to focus on on people. And, you know, I come from a, a pretty rough background and I was like, you know, I just want to show people they're not alone at going through struggle, because as you know, Sean, you know, people are, are posting stuff and it's all happy and showing their best, their best life. And I was like, yeah, that's just not real. That's part of it, but it's not real. And I feel like people are feeling like they're alone because they're going through a struggle and they're not seeing anybody else or be able to talk about it. And so, you know, part of me wanted to share people's stories and what they've gone through and, and how amazing it is. They fought to the other side. And then part of me being a comedian, I was like, well, what can I do that will entertain people and be kind of funny? I was like, you know what? I'm going to just tackle what they do and it it won't be pretty. I won't be good at it, but I want to be uncomfortable and grow during each episode as well, because I can't tell people to grow if I'm not doing it myself. So all that took, we kind of talked about it a lot. And Nat Geo was from the very, I developed the show with Nat Geo. It wasn't like a show that got developed and pitched and it's, it's our baby together. And so away we went, and I'm super, I'm super pumped that it's finally coming out. And in essence, what is the show about for those that are, uh, you know, wanting to watch it? It's about humans and just the fight to feel good. Meaning, I can tell you, for uh, Mike is a guy that was in jail. He was in gangs, and he was like, "Man, my life is not going in a good direction." And he didn't know what to do. Listen, we're often defined by our influences. And he was like, I have bad influences. I'm in a bad place. But he found rope access, which I'd never heard of, Sean, to be honest with you. I don't know what rope access was. But, you know, to, to get under bridges on top of casinos and where they can't fly a drone or they can't do a ladder, 
you have to build a rope contraption and go up on a rope and be in these extremely high places. And he found that he was good at it. And so he's one of the best in the country. And so I go to spend time with him and learn his story and talk about how, you know, again, we don't have to let the bad things in our life or the decisions that we made define us. We can bounce back from it. And that's what he's doing. But he's also, when I met him, was at the Grand Canyon and he was cleaning the bottom of the sky bridge. So there I was on a rope 4,000 feet hanging over the Grand Canyon, scared to death. So we were, we were feeling good. We're learning about Mike. We're, we're feeling motivated, inspired. And then we're laughing at me because I'm scared to death over the Grand Canyon. But that's just one, you know, Lonnie, my guy, you know, Lonnie lost his vision from a shotgun blast, total, total blind. And, you know, he, he said he's blackout blind when you ask him, like it went from being able to see to nothing. And for me to go and not just spend time with Lonnie, but to watch his attitude when he does something like he, he climbs, he kayaks whitewater rapids, which is what I did with him. And to watch him do it blind and have such a positive attitude and be so inspiring, like that motivated me. And, and, and for a while I put the, the, the glasses on and did it blind as well. And so, you know, it was again to show here's somebody that's had a situation happen to them. He could have easily let that define his attitude, his actions, his life, but he did not, he did not at all. And he is inspiring others to do the same. And I know, uh, since you mentioned Lonnie, uh, Lonnie Bedwell's a Navy veteran. He is one of our warfighter ambassadors. So we've known Lonnie for a while, which is great. Um, you, you also said you went kayaking with Bear Grylls. So is Bear Grylls or Lonnie tougher? Well, Lonnie, I'll tell you why. Because with Bear, I was in like a blow up and there were no rapids. With Lonnie, Lonnie's like firing down in Boise, Idaho, white water, dumping over big rocks in the way. Like it was the, 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 the kayaking with Lonnie. Now, the falling off of mountains on, with, with Bear Grylls was tougher in that regard. <laughs> but the kayaking, Lonnie wins hands down. You know, uh, at, Move, at Move United, we use the power of sport to uh, uh, highlight the possibilities for people with disabilities. Uh, we also use sport to confront ignorance and fuel conversation. And, and I think your show does that. So can you talk a little bit about maybe um, on, those, on those terms, how would you, how would you want your show to, to fuel conversation and confront ignorance and, and lead us to a world where everyone's you know, more included? Man, for me, I, I want people to see this show and not be held back by anything that was already in their mind and their heart and their soul. Something that was going, Hey, maybe you shouldn't do this. You know, it's probably too big for you. I don't want them to feel that way. You know, I want them to also be inclusive. Like we are all on this little planet together. Like and we all have struggles we're going through and for, for people to hold some, hold it against some people for what they're fighting and not like, I'm a guy that's about love. The show is about love. It's about finding your place of positivity. It's about overcoming obstacles. And that's something we can all agree on. And that's, that's the takeaway here is that, yeah, sometimes life gives you lemons, but dang, I'm going to make the coolest lemonade stand you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> I think your show does a great job. I've had a chance to see a couple of previews already. And I, I love the a mix of emotions. I mean, you, you know, you, I, I laughed, I cried, you know, I felt good. Um, I felt inspired, all of that. So, I, you know, was that part of the goal on the, from the onset? Well, the goal was for me to be able to be me, you know, it's unscripted. I'm, I'm pretty funny. Sometimes I'm also very emotional. Sometimes I'm scared a lot. Um, and, and it was just to, you know, put out what my insides are saying. And I think we we're able to do that because I, any success that I have is because I represent 
people that aren't often heard from in a lot of different capacities. And so, you know, for me, it was, I want to get our message out. I want to get our message out to people that don't feel like their message is getting heard. And so I know who I represent. I know why I'm here. I'm not a Hollywood movie star. I'm not a big New York tycoon. There's really nothing special about me, but that's what makes me extremely special. That's what makes you special. That's what makes all of us special Mm -hmm. is that we're living our life, trying to make ours, our families, the people around us, better people. We're hoping to be better people. And I hope this show like encourages folks to keep pursuing that dream. Indeed. Now, in an episode with Ralph de, de Quebec, uh, you talked a little bit about failing uh, and falling in life. Um, how have you responded in those different times in which you may have fallen or or at least perceived to have failed? Oh, I failed. There's no perception here, Sean. There's just been a lot of failure. Uh, I mean, my, my second book is called Fail Until You Don't. Like, you want to learn? Okay, go. And if it's something that's that's pretty difficult or is, is a, a goal that you want to achieve, it ain't going to be easy. And you don't get it by, by just showing up. Like you have to learn, you have to fail and do it wrong a few times to figure it out. But I, I'd say this, people often ask my biggest failure. Um, and, and I don't mind failing because again, I get here by, by learning things along the way, but I'm now in the Radio Hall of Fame. I, I'm lucky enough to have been the youngest member ever inducted in the National Radio Hall of Fame. That being said, um, I've been turned down for over 30 radio jobs in my career. Or early on, people told me I, I, I didn't speak like someone who should be on the radio. Uh, I didn't have a good radio voice. I had an accent. I had sent out tape after tape and people continued to tell me I wasn't good enough, but I just did not let one person's no affect my yes. And I'm here today because of it. Um, I, I, my first book that I wrote, I wanted to do a kid's book and they rejected it. And, the, and so, you know, I wrote a book about my life. Thank God it was a bestseller, wrote a second book, same thing, but now I'm actually doing a kid's book now came back around. And I just don't think without all those no's or fails, I would have got near the yeses I would. I'm, I'm very grateful for, you know, all of, all of the, the struggles that God's put in front of me. And so, and I hope the show does that for people too. And what, what did you learn about yourself as well as maybe even individuals with, with disabilities during uh, the process of shooting this, this show and at least a couple episodes that, that uh, where you engage individuals uh, with the disability? I can tell you, with Lonnie, and he can't see, he sees way more than I do, just in general. He does. I mean, some people think seeing is just with your, with your eyes. It ain't. Seeing is with your heart and your ears and understanding and knowing what you're capable of, knowing that there are no limitations. I mean, that's, that's what Lonnie saw in me. That's what I saw in Lonnie. That was the growth that I had from, from hanging out with Lonnie and learning. And so, you know, that's as much as I, I, I focus the show and try to talk about other people, like I learned a lot about myself too. And so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the journey that I took. And I don't talk about that very often, but I'm proud of the journey I took. And from somebody like Lonnie, I probably learned more from Lonnie than I did anybody else this whole season. And and you mentioned uh, early on that you uh, wore a blindfold as you were kayaking. What was that process of like in terms of almost letting yourself go and letting yourself, allowing yourself to to be vulnerable? It was extremely scary. (laughs) It was uh, physically, I, I just never caught up with it, honestly, because I, I didn't have balance, um, but at the same time, I had to learn to trust 
I had to learn that people had my back. And I think if anything, learning that and, and understanding that someone was there for me kind of helped me be better as well. So I was very grateful for it. And then finally, what other takeaways or things that you would like viewers to know about Breaking Bobbing Bones and the upcoming show? I just think that if you can watch with your family, you can watch it by yourself. You know, this, this show is all about positivity in the way that, uh, that, you know, life isn't always perfect, but it is what you make it. There are situations that happen in our lives, our lives that aren't the best, and that happens to everybody. But we get to make that decision on, how, on what we want to do with our future, on what we want to do with our present. We can't affect the past, but I'm not trying to affect the past. I'm just trying to affect me tomorrow. And I think hopefully you'll watch the show and you will be motivated and inspired. And hopefully it will remind you of what you're fighting for and why it's so important. And it'll be a kick in the pants and you'll go do that. Well, we're looking forward to the show. Thanks for this type of show. I think we all are, you know, crave and look forward to these types of shows. And it's a show that we definitely need right now. So thank, thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you, bud. So, Lonnie, I thought we'd just start by talking about um, your your service to our country and, uh, your, you know, obviously, uh, specifically the Navy. Um, first, why did you want to join and sign up for the military in general, and then why specifically the Navy? Well, I, uh, to, to, to join, I, I joined, actually, uh, when I got out of college for a couple of reasons. I kind of wanted to all the time, plus I, I got uh, out of a two-year degree, and I was kind of like, well, I need a job, mm-hmm. and I need experience, so I thought, well, I'm going to kind of do this two things at once, and and then when I once I joined, uh, you know, they asked me to, uh, if I'd like to do submarine service, and I thought, you know, I've had family do a lot of different things, but none of them have ever volunteered for submarine service, so I, I decided to do that, and uh, was selected, and I did that for like uh, nine years. You know, I, I joined in 85 until 94. Yeah. And, and were you on the a sub the whole time? Or I mean, obviously, I've, minus, the, time, the, minus yeah. the times you were in port and whatnot. But but during those nine years, were you were you out to sea a lot? I was out to sea a lot. I uh, The first uh, stretch, I went through nuclear power school. And then I was stationed out in Idaho Falls at the prototype out there and was picked up as a staff instructor for a couple of years. Uh, before I went to Norfolk, Virginia, and spent five years straight uh, stationed on the USS Oklahoma City uh, fast attack submarine. Okay, and so all five years was on on the USS Oklahoma City. Wow. Yes, <laughs> which is kind of unusual to be stationed on one submarine for for that length of time. Yeah, I thought so. I thought you know you'd probably be on more than one ship during that during that five mm-hmm. year period. And. Um, you said you got a, a degree out of that, and what, what was the, that degree in? Well, I had a degree before I joined. I, I've got an associate's degree in electronics uh, okay. and robotics. So, yeah. So at least you were yeah. probably able to put some of that to use. What was your specific um, occupation in, in the Navy? Well, you know, I was in the Navy. I was a nuclear-powered machinist mate. And uh, my primary role was to operate the... Uh, equipment in the engine room, but, you know, had had cross-training throughout everything. And naturally, when you're on a submarine, uh, at least in the aft department, you you kind of certify throughout the entire submarine uh, to get what they call your dolphins, mm-hmm. or to qualify for submarine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I uh, had um, 
I have a long history. I mean, I was I was Army, but I have a long history of of uh, family members in I think all branches except mm-hmm. for the Coast Guard. And so I know I had um, a grandfather that that was on on one of the uh, ships during World War II. So no submarine <laughs> service, no submarine service. Though. So that's that's pretty unique and 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, that was it was pretty cool. When I got off of active duty, I joined. Uh, um, the reserves, and then transferred over to the Army National Guard, and I was actually in, uh, went from submarine service to uh, uh, Army Field Artillery Unit in the Guards, and, uh, and that was quite a contrast. But uh, yeah, I really don't remember that stuff in the Guards that much. But it was three years to the day that I got off of active duty when I was involved in the, the hunting accident that took my eyesight. So ended my career, my military career, was about twelve total years in. And and uh, so you were you were still active guard at that at that time during a, uh, while you were well, I, I wouldn't say active guard. I was a, a weekend, you know, yeah. a weekend stuff. So yes, yeah, yep. Yeah. I, I I totally understand. I was a weekend warrior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so you mentioned the hunting accident, um, and that that uh, led to the loss of your light, uh, your eyesight. Um, what was, what was that like? I mean, obviously, you know, going out for a, a great day and, and, um, and, uh, you know, hoping for, for good things, I imagine. Were you, were you uh, deer hunting? Were you hunting other, was it something else you were looking for? What? I was turkey hunting. Uh, and it was the second day I'd ever been turkey hunting in my life. I, I harvested a turkey myself the day before. And then I went with a, with my buddy just to, to simply call for him. And we had separated intentionally um, and was to kind of work our way back together. I don't think either one of us really know how the accident occurred. All I know is I, I took a full shotgun blast to the face. I was told at about nine steps. Mm. And uh, um, I remember getting up off my belly onto my hands and knees and uh, and, and then reaching up and wiping my eyes because I simply thought I had something covering my face. And I reached up slowly, took my gloves off and reached up to wipe them again. And and as I felt uh, blood running down my hands, I knew what had happened. And and my buddy, he uh, he ran for help. Uh, and I remember just kind of lying there. And before he ran for help, he cleared my airway a little bit and, and leaned me against a tree. And then uh, I ended up making a little pillow out of leaves. And, and uh, end up laying down as the time went on. And about 45 minutes later, I think they came through and uh, I could hear the sirens coming and they were running through. And, and by that time, I was so weak, I couldn't yell, I couldn't get up. And and um, I was fortunate enough to to be able to break a little branch off of a little, of a little bush to help shove down my throat, to keep my airway clear. I could no longer clear it with my finger. I couldn't reach for mm. it in there. And, and uh, and uh, fortunately, by the time I got to the point I couldn't move, really, uh, uh, the I don't know the blood had clotted enough or something, and I was able to keep enough of my airway open to get to get air. And then they uh, they found me, put me in a stretcher, took me to a boat, took me across the lake in the boat to an ambulance, and then put me in a helicopter. And at that point, they intubated me, and once they intubated me, I I was out and next thing i know i woke up after surgery and uh at the hospital so yeah and uh, i know you've described your 
your vision um, as you know basically black or 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 or, or dark. Um, was that immediate or or did it has it you know did it prog- progressively get worse? What what was what was the kind of the progno- prognosis? It was instant. It was instantaneous. Yeah, I went to, from light to to black just instantaneously, and I uh, I refer to myself now as LOL cubed. You know, I say I'm lights out Lonnie, <laughs> who <laughs> likes to laugh out loud with lots of love. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. L O L O L cubed. All right. We'll have to remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the, the, the good thing about it, uh, the thing that I'm blessed with is I can honestly say I, I was never the slightest bit angry or bitter uh, at my buddy that, that uh, I was hunting with. And I tell people all the time, as a matter of fact, uh, I tell him all the time that he's much better looking to me now than he used to be. So, <laughs> Well, and that yeah. is, I mean, that is uh, obviously um, an indication of your character, because I know that, you know, th- that feeling can exist with people, but mm-hmm. accidents happen, right? And and. Yeah. And so at least, and, and, and during any stages of, of, you know, either grief or acceptance or whatever, you know, that's definitely an, an emotion that can pop up is that anger and that, that uh, resentment. And so that, that just is, is um, indicative of your character, as I said. So that's good to see that. I know that uh, obviously since you were uh, involved in hunting and interested in hunting, you, you liked the outdoors at the time where you have, um, were you involved in other sports or recreational activities uh, you know, prior to that accident? Nope. <laughs> no, I think I went snow skiing one time uh, when I was stationed out in Idaho. For, I had a four-hour pass. I thought this can't be that difficult. Went to the top of the mountain out at Grand Targhee, uh, which I think is actually just across the border in Wyoming. I'm, I'm not sure. And uh I turned, uh, I faced, went downhill, made it about 150 yards, did a wipeout, total yard sale, broke the binding on my ski and and broke a pole and spent the rest of my four-hour pass hiking down the mountain. So that's how much experience I had snow skiing before I lost my eyesight. Never did any rock climbing or mountaineering for say. I, I mean, I used to hike a little bit around when I was hunting out there in Idaho, but uh, no mountain biking, no kayaking. Nah, none of that stuff. Wow, and and now you're you're <laughs> you're doing it all, right? I mean, I, I know that you've been involved in a, a number of things. Uh, I I think you you you've t- coined the term or or used the term adaptive adventurer, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, what are some of those uh, adventures that you have done? Um, you know, either through veterans programs or even Move United or other other programs that you've been able to do, you know, since, since uh, losing your eyesight? Well, um, so pretty much uh, a whole gamut. And most of them, quite frankly, are through uh, Move United uh, chapters. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it started, uh, I was introduced to snow skiing when I went to the VA Blind Rehab Center up in Chicago. And they asked me up there, they said, we know that blind people snow ski, but we've never done it here as a recreational outing. And they had a lot of these younger veterans coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan. They asked me if I'd care to be uh, be a guinea pig. And I thought, well, twist my arm. You know, if they can do it, we can do it. So that started. And then it just uh, 
That's almost like a challenge, challenge right there, right? You know, you <laughs> laid down the gauntlet. Yes, I'm, I, I accept. Yeah, for, for sure. And uh, that then led to uh, me uh, at, at a clinic uh, being introduced to mountaineering, rock climbing, and kayaking. And uh, so, you know, on the mountaineering now, I've had the privilege of climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa and Mount Aconcagua down in South America, which is the highest peak in the Western and Southern hemispheres. And then I've rock climbed up Devil's Tower, which is our nation's first national monument out in Wyoming, and uh, a route up uh, Half Dome out in Yosemite. Uh, Did a little kayaking, actually, down uh, the Grand Canyon, the Ottawa River up in uh, Canada, and uh, the Potomac Gorge section of the Zambezi River over in Africa. And numerous other rivers throughout the United States. So, um, did, you- did some mountain mountain biking, uh, which is awesome. Some uh, road bike, road bike, tandem biking on on road, ride Rockies. Oh, let me think. What else? Uh, hike part of the Appalachian Trail. I mean, I've been blessed with so many opportunities, and uh, like I said, the vast majority of those opportunities have been with chapters of Move, Move United. And and I've been at the base of Devil's Tower. Did you reach the 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 top? Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All I did was was stare straight up. I did <laughs> I didn't get the the uh, the pleasure of of going up it. That's that's pretty cool. And um and you've really done some amazing things. You mentioned kayaking. Um, you know I know that you do a lot with Team River Runner, an, an excellent uh, partner and and Move United member. Um, tell me a little bit about. I know that you were the first person to. Um, was it the Colorado River? Yeah, so I was uh, the first person to kayak the entire 226 miles of the Colorado River through the Grand Canyon in my own kayak. And I say, did I say the first person? I was the first blind person <laughs> yeah, to kayak. Yeah. The, I was the first blind person to kayak the entire 226 miles of the Colorado River through the Grand Canyon in my own kayak. And uh, that was with Team River Runner. I've yeah. had the privilege of doing it four times now with other uh, other folks who are visually impaired and with other disabilities. And uh, as far as I know, I'm the only blind person to uh, kayak uh, some of the Class Five rapids of the Upper Gully in West Virginia and uh, <laughs> the Potomac Gorge section of the Zambezi River in Africa. Wow! And I'm not sure that I, I recommend the the Potomac Gorge section of the Zambezi. That was uh, that's pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you you had me at, at the Golly River. I'm a native West Virginian, so New River and Golly River are are definitely our our, our pride and joy as as a, as a native West Virginian. So an amazing amazing rafting and kayaking and, and canoeing opportunities there for sure too. Yeah. And it was so funny when I was on when I was on that uh, upper Golly. You know, you got a few of those Class Five rapids up there. Mm-hmm. I had this bright orange bib on that said blind kayaker on it and there were some of these folks that kept coming up and getting in between me and my guide and i'm like are you really blind and we're like get out of the way (laughs) you know here you're trying to to navigate through these rapids and you got these people cutting you it's like oh man and uh, no i'm wearing this bib just yeah but it's it's kind of funny but uh, yeah yeah, it was yeah you're you're gonna find out if i am if you don't move (laughs) (laughs) yeah Now, uh, one of the things that um, is is coming up and is, is really cool is um, you are 
featured on a, on a show called Breaking Bobby Bones. And um, you take Bobby out kayaking. What was, uh, how did you get that call? And then what was just that experience like? Yeah. Um, I don't know how I got the call for sure on that. I, I believe that they contacted uh, Joe Mornini, who's the executive director of Team River Runner. And he got them in touch with me. I'm not sure. I, I think that's how that went. But okay. then uh, once that happened, you know, we, we, you know, they, they asked me if I'd be interested in doing the show and, and uh, they explained to me, you know, kind of what breaking Bobby Bones is about, you know, it's to, to challenge Bobby Bones to different adventures and different jobs, uh, different, you know, work skills throughout the, throughout the country. And, uh, you know, I was tasked to teach him to kayak, mm -hmm. something he'd never done before. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool uh, when he came out there. You know, we, we went out and uh, I had other uh, natural. Naturally, I had other uh, members of Team River Runner helping me to do this. And um, there's a second time in there where he actually blindfolded himself or we actually put goggles on him that were blacked out. So mm -hmm. he had to. Uh, kind of feel what it was like from my standpoint of not being able to see anything and uh, that tickled me when he when he took on that challenge yeah that's yeah. that's quite a challenge and i can imagine there could easily be some some uh you know kind of interpretation or or fear you know in in and taking on something like that um yeah uh, i'd love to tell you the outcome of it but i I don't want to. I don't want to take away from the show. But <laughs> no, 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 no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> he, he was. Uh, he was. He, he's an outstanding person and an outstanding individual. And uh, you know, to take on these challenges like he does, and uh, so down to earth. And uh, yeah, yeah. He, he did something that I that I envy, though. I'll be, I have to be honest because he was on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> and you know that that that's a dream of mine was to was to go on dancing with the stars and, uh, okay yeah. all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i did i didn't know you had that interest in you <laughs> yeah if anyone if anyone knows how to or has has pool hey yeah lonnie's Lonnie, Lonnie's <laughs> available lonnie's available lol <laughs> yeah yeah and and um uh, before I leave with the uh, leave the Bobby Bones thing, I know that you know I, uh, I had a chance to talk to him uh, just a little bit ago or earlier, and and he said, and I asked him if who was tougher, Bear Grylls or Lonnie Bedwell, and he said Lonnie Bedwell. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I appreciate that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, I could ask him, I said, who's better looking? You know, I <laughs> yeah, I have to say I am. Yeah, you know, that's the advantage, though. The advantage of not be of being blind is uh, every time I look in the mirror, I, I don't age. You know, <laughs> so yeah, I still I'm still 31 years old, and uh, yeah, not losing my hair, not getting gray, none of that stuff. So that's that's pretty cool. That's great. <laughs> Particularly some of the stuff you you've done. I'm surprised you haven't lost your hair or gone gray. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you uh, how do you take on a challenge i mean i know that you're challenging yourself all the time and you you mentioned the africa um a kayak excursion was was definitely a, a bit of a challenge how do you how do you take and perceive each challenge and, and how do you tackle it Ooh, well uh you know we 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 truly 
do everything as safe as, as we possibly can. We take all the precautions that we can possibly take, but uh, we also push boundaries, and I know that. Um, but it's just like, like I was talking about snow skiing. You know, they said, hey, you know, up at the Blind Rehab Center, we know people do this. But they've never done it. And, and what pushes me is that very first experience. You know, all these guys and gals coming back from, from overseas and, or just anybody that's putting a challenge. And uh, they sometimes think, you know, they can't see the light in the darkness, if you will. So now it's kind of I've taken it as my next mission or duty assignment is to not only prove to myself, but to prove to others that there is life out there. This is not the end. And you can do so much more than you think you can. And this is not just people with disabilities. This is everybody. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I do these things for more than just myself. And that's what gives me the drive to do it, you know. And, uh, and then, you know, thinking about all that, once I did the Bedouin Gorge, Gorge section over there in Africa, you know, I had a gentleman, a local gentleman over there told me, he said, Lonnie, you know, over here, we don't teach the blind. We simply have them stand on the corner and beg. Mm. And I thought, beg. You know, I mean, that really hit me hard. Mm. And that just gave me extra incentive and extra motivation to say, look, no, no, there's nobody should have to feel that way. No one. And uh, so I, uh, I go into those things thinking that, and with that, you know, I, and, but I also go into things thinking, I do not have to reach the pinnacle for it to be successful. I push, and I push, and we do, to try to always get there. But, but that's, you know, it's just the fact that you try mm -hmm. to do it, and, which is the key, you know, and, uh, uh, I'll say this, you know, and I, I, I say I love acronyms. And um, my acronym to overcoming adversity is to break it down. A-D-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y. And the first part is always the hardest, seems a little overwhelming, like the first bite out of an elephant, if you will. Mm -hmm. That A-D, acknowledging and accepting that there are differences and difficulties. That's always the hardest part. But once you truly do acknowledge, okay, here I am. I'm, I'm blind. I can't change it. And it's hard. But, but then that gives you the power to visualize every route that you could possibly take. Mm -hmm. Numerous ones. And then... It gives you the strength to stand up and to take a step or a stroke or whatever to wear the ITY into you, your future, the things you can do, the differences you can make, the people you can influence. Mm -hmm. And I don't care. Yeah. And to me, that's that's no matter how big or how small the adversity, no matter who you are, I think that's how you how you can overcome it. 
Yeah, and I and I love that uh, analogy in that in that that story uh, because I know that you talked since you just mentioned that you you love to prove to yourself but also others. You do so much for others now, and you know you're as you mentioned you've taken four trips now, and and it's not just for yourself. It's to bring you know a new group of of either veterans or or other or, or or others with disabilities or or anybody that's maybe overcoming mm-hmm. obstacles or, ch- or facing challenges and and that's just really a big part of of who you are and and, and what you do now right oh yeah totally and uh, and you can ask the people on their first my first grand canyon trip I, i'll not forget the last night in camp you know we was all talking about it and, you know i remember telling everybody it's cool to say we were the first to do this but it's absolutely irrelevant and meaningless if we don't pay it forward. And that's what Move United is all about. That's what all these organizations, you know, uh, um, that are, are members of Move United, that's what they're all about. And, and I truly gain more than I will ever be able to pay back, uh, you know, just by doing this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't I truly believe I don't make a difference in their life. I've just been so blessed to be there when so many people decide to make a difference in their own life. And it's just I tell people I, my life is surreal. I'm humbled beyond belief at the opportunities, you know, and that's one thing, like I said, the, for the people who think about supporting Move United and or, or their chapters. You know, I, I want them to realize that <laughs> the impact that they have by doing that, you know, just simply by simply providing an opportunity, showing someone that you believe in them can give them a path, set them on a path that not only changes their life, but it changes their family's lives, their, their communities. It truly changes the world. And then I also want to tell people who are caregivers. Of someone who is uh, might have mm-hmm. a disability or a challenge, mm-hmm. you know, I, I often ask them. I say, you know, if someone was to take your child, your mother, father, brother, whoever it is, this person you care so much for, if someone was to take them and and unjustly put them in a jail cell and get ready to slam the door on their life, wouldn't you fight with all your might to prevent that door from being shut? to prevent them from being locked in there. And inevitably, the answer is always yes. So mm-hmm. I like to turn around and ask them then, okay, now here's an opportunity they've had, they have. Are you going to give it to them or are you going to slam the door on their life? Mm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Wow. So I don't know. But... Yeah, and, and I know that you, uh, you know, you mentioned the the, the cool, the, the fact that it was, it's cool to be the first. And, and I totally agree with exactly what you said afterwards, because it's cool to be the first, but if someone doesn't follow you, what is being first, you know, uh, really, really got, got us anywhere yeah. as, a, you know, either at moving the needle forward or the dial forward. Um, you know, that's, that's the idea is it, it, it firsts are great, but there's gotta be others to follow. Otherwise I think the first is kind of not as, not as unique or not as important. It's, it's, it's definitely not important. It's it's, it's, it's not. And, uh, you know, I dream of 20 years from now, uh, being 75 years old, kayaking down that Grand Canyon again, 
only having these young kids that have been paddling or, you know, these younger people who have been paddling, uh, going with me or visually impaired, blind, visually impaired and saying, hey, old man, this is how you do it. And getting out here doing these flip checks, things I can't do, and, you know, and just grinning and smiling and saying, yep, you know, you got it. And uh, uh, that's what I dream about, you know, and uh, uh yeah. 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 And, and and so and speaking of dreams, besides being on Dancing with the Stars, what's what's next for Lonnie Bedwell? Oh, whew. are uh, there any are there any big I mean, I mean, I know you you climbed two of the biggies already with uh, Kilimanjaro and Aquaquango, but um, any others that you have on your radar screen? Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things out there in the works. If we can make them happen, and mm-hmm. once again, that comes from opportunity. You know, it's this stuff is not, you know, as a lot of people well know, it's not easy to do, and it takes a lot of funding at times and mm-hmm. and backing and support and people to take you. So, um, uh, yeah, we're you know we're looking at things, we're trying to do things, uh, but also tell people what do you want to do, you know, if if. If you want to go try something, let's try it. You know, dog sledding, kite, kite boarding, kite, <laughs> kite surfing. I mean, I, I don't. Your game. Paragliding, you know, hang gliding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one thing I'm not going to do, I am not going to base jump. <laughs> I'm not going to try that. And I'm not going to uh, try one of those squirrel things, man. Come yeah, on. So, you uh, got the new, you can do that right off the New River Gorge Bridge in West, back in West Virginia. Uh, well, I didn't say bungee cord jump. I said base jump. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, yeah, they do yeah. some base jumping too. They do base jumping and and uh, bungee jumping there. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I do. I guess. <laughs> I guess if you if you base jump right off the wide open, that might be a different thing. But to jump right off the side of the cliff where you got a, these air. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those guys are. Uh, well, yeah. Lonnie, thanks for joining me. Thanks for a wonderful conversation, and 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 thanks for all you do. And I do hope folks will get to tune into the episode that you're on with breaking uh, Bobby Bones. That'll be exciting. Yeah, I do too. And, uh, and thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks to move United, all the people who support it. Uh, and um, all the other people are out there who are pushing boundaries and uh, creating, creating dreams and, uh, and opportunities, you know, uh, uh, a dream is, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's nothing but a dream unless you do something to turn it into reality. So, and I truly do believe I have more vision now than I did when I had eyesight. So, but that comes from the support and belief and the opportunity that I have been so blessed with. And thank you. Mm-hmm.